All right, everybody, welcome back to the Ambassador Hour with another episode. Of our, I kind of want to start off by saying thank you for anyone listening. Um, we're doing great with these episodes. I'm having a lot of fun. I think everyone else is also, too. Uh, so, my name is Jose. My name is Adam Brzezina. And my name is Melanie Patel. Perfect. So, I, I feel like within these past couple episodes, we've talked a lot about the students themselves, and which is great, you know, advocating for yourself and how to deal with new college, like, you know, a whole new college situation personally. But this time, I kind of want to talk about the whole campus and what the services that it has to offer. And with that, I think one of the main things we should really start off with is work, working on campus. You know, I was going to say getting involved, but I think to be more specific, yeah, working on campus. Because um, we have a lot of, we have a lot of resident students that want to work while they're living on campus because like say if it's a weekend or say it's the weekday and you, you know can't go home or anything like that so um we have a lot of students want to work on campus and we want to talk about the available opportunities that we have on campus and anything like that so if anyone wants to take that please feel free to i just want to note that these opportunities are available to all students you don't have to be specifically a resident to take advantage of these opportunities like I know me personally, like being a first year mentor, um, a new student orientation leader for NSO over the summer, getting involved with our RA program um, and other positions like that. Like as a commuter, I'm like fully able to participate in these events and it doesn't like, they don't like have preferential treatment for residents over commuters. So just wanted to throw that out there. That's very, that's very correct. I know. I know a lot of commuters that work on campus too, like at the library or whatever. It's pretty cool. They get to work it in their schedules, which is really, really, really dope. Uh, yeah. So I guess one of the first places we can tell you to work at, or one of the options, is uh, Tully's. Tully's is one of the main common places that you can go to work. Um, we have none. I think believe none of you actually worked on camp. You work at Tully's, didn't you? Can you tell us about your experiences yeah. and you know what not about there? Um, okay, so, you know, we're college students, we want to make some money on the side. And one thing that I love about all the positions that you can take at campus is that, like they have said before, they work around your schedule. So I don't have to like, it didn't interfere with any of my classes, my meetings, anything like that. So when I went to the housing and food services to talk about if I can work at Tully's, um, they were really nice about it. They said, just give us your schedule and we'll work, we'll work around it. Um, for those who work at Tully's, they also have the option to work at Cyber Cafe, but that is a very limited spot because they only take two some students uh, to work for each shift because it's such a small area. But I know they'll take almost anyone for Tully's because they're always looking for uh, student workers for there. They also have student managers, which I don't know much about, but I know um, they kind of like help facilitate all the other student workers. Um, so that's a really good opportunity. And it is a dining hall, so like, there's always something to do there. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty cool to see, like, you know, I know, like, um, I have a lot of friends that worked on uh, Tully's, and um, they have experiences of, like, you know, seeing other students, and it's a lot of fun, because you get to, like, you get to talk with other people, too. You get to, maybe even to work with your friends on campus, which is, you know, a lot of fun, because, like, say if you worked on retail at a mall, you don't really know your coworkers that well, or something like that. But, say, if you did work at school, you get to basically, essentially get paid to, to work with your friends. <laughs> Um, and how was, how was working at Tully's? 
Um, well, personally, I'm not like the person to work with food. So I guess it just wasn't for me. I worked there for like three weeks and then I kind of called it quits. Because <laughs> um, also because it interfered a lot with my uh, other organizations and whatnot. Like I just realized that a lot of my plate and working just wasn't helping me. So I had to quit. Um, but there are a lot of students that like it does work out for them. So like don't take my, my experience and be like, oh, I'm not working there try working there if you really want to mm-hmm. and we, I'll, I'll push yeah. this oh sorry i'm gonna push this heavily that they do accommodate for your schedule too i guess not you're they just do. like busy or something like that yeah i just had extra stuff going on <laughs> that's fair that's fair now i do have a question do you get any perks for working with housing and food services like do you get any discounts or anything yes um i think Oh my God, do not quote me on this. I think while you're working, one of your meals is like free. Oh, that's nice. I believe. So like I, I had the night shift, so I had to like clean and whatnot before I left to go back in my dorm. I was done by like 10. So if I still wanted dinner, I could have just gotten something for free and I just walked out of there. So yeah. That's, ni- that's nice though. Yeah. That's definitely one of the benefits of working at, like, food places. <laughs> just the free food. <laughs> like, honestly, yeah. you could get tired of the food, but, like, you know, it's free food. It always tastes great anyway. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, Tully's is one of the, like, a very, not, like, common, but it's a very good or popular place to, to work, first work at mm-hmm. when you come to Burks because it gets you, like, right in the, the I guess, like, the whole, I don't know, it just gets you more comedy to campus because you see all these students coming in and out and talk, like you know get food and whatnot and you get to talk to them and interact with them whereas like some places on campus you don't you're more clo- you're not you're more you're closed off i guess you don't talk or you don't see as many students um so yeah that's pretty cool that's cool mm-hmm. and um with with that as in in you know like you said there's also cyber cafe um that you can also work in uh, I personally have not like worked at, at any of the campus just yet. I I, I plan to work at campus soon because I want to have a job uh, while we're back on campus. But Cyber Cafe, I believe it's like you said, it's the same situation, the same deal, but less people. Um, mm-hmm. So you are still seeing a lot of students coming in and out, especially since it's at since it's at Gage, you get you get like constantly a lot of like waves of students mm-hmm. like, coming by and passing by, and like you get to talk to new people, you get to to meet these new students, and um. So yeah, same deal goes for Cyber Cafe. I believe it's like obviously it's a lot less food to work with because again it's mm-hmm. smaller. Um, I feel like you you're more working on at a, a Starbucks <laughs> rather than like a, rather than at the the um, food place or whatever. Yeah, basically like if you're working at Cyber, you're a barista. I had a friend who worked there and like during her free time she would just make random Starbucks drinks and like do like little experiments and like she can have it to herself. She didn't have to pay for any of that. Mm-hmm. um and also like you said it's a good place to socialize talk to people so yeah that's cool yeah i definitely love i I love seeing cyber cafe just because like you know it's quick quick place you can get a quick bite or whatever or like a drink or whatever so that's pretty cool um next up is cool is a bookstore so i again like we've had friends i believe work at the bookstore before we know some mm-hmm. people shout out becca she worked she was one of the first people that we knew that worked at the bookstore um and that's also another great place to, to work at because if you don't want to deal with food or anything like that, you can also work at the bookstore where you are dealing with more product-based stuff. Um, yeah. Does anyone have else like mm-hmm. anyone say about that? I think um, you get a discount with Barnes and Nobles mm-hmm. if you work at the bookstore because the 
bookstore is technically a Barnes and Noble's affiliate. So, so you would be a Barnes and Noble employee, not a Penn State employee. Oh, really? So, yeah. So, oh, just one cool. thing to point out there. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. I don't know. I knew. I knew we price matched because we're supposed to know this as line pastors, but um, I didn't know. I didn't know it was actually like you know you you were under the label as an employee for Barnes and Noble. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. That's the only because that's the only job I think throughout campus where you're not a Penn State employee, where you're someone like mm-hmm. you're a third party's employee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the bookstore is definitely a cool place to work at because, like, again, like you said, it's like a like a Barnes and Noble type of thing, and you're you deal with a lot of like Penn State apparel. So, like, if you want to check something out, I feel like you can like you know reserve it for yourself or like see it before it goes out or whatever. Um, and yeah, it's I feel like it's more laid back. I wouldn't say like it's so so taxing obviously you're dealing with like a lot of more products compared to food but um it, i feel like it's a nice place to work at as it's relaxing mm-hmm. and um yeah i know lion ambassador is also shout out if you're a lion ambassador you get a discount <laughs> um, i believe yeah and um yeah, yeah the bookstore is pretty cool to work at um i know like along with the other ones that we will soon name uh, the bookstores also like get paid to do your homework kind of situation as well like you can just sit in the back or like in the front desk and if there's no one there you can mm-hmm. take out your homework do any assignments anything that you need to do right. so that's also really nice <laughs> mm-hmm. and obviously they encourage the fact like you obviously still work while you're at work but again like Nani said if there's like if there's no one there you can definitely feel free to do homework or whatever but yeah it's it's really definitely a place to check out if you want to work at uh, campus now next up we have the front desk for the gym or at um the the bcc does anyone want to talk about that one want to take up that (laughs) i i i think you can kind of like put the front desk at the bcc the art gallery desk and the game room desk all like kind of together because they all have like the same um i guess like responsibilities you basically just sign somebody in and it's also like get paid to do your homework kind of situation as well. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't felt like you're gonna say something. <laughs> I mean, the only thing I was gonna say is basically exactly what you said. Um, I know a couple friends who worked in the game room pre-COVID, and it was like a really easy position. Um, I know my one friend who personally worked there. Uh, she was more of an introvert, so if you don't want to like be like interacting with people, like heavily or like in an not an intense way but like in a more engaged way i feel like those would be more of a laid-back position uh just get paid to do your homework so mm-hmm. i think a lot of these positions at school in general are really like stress-free obviously like with any job there's some sort of stress that comes with it but like with that, working as a student at penn state um they try their best to make it like you know you know, relaxing for you and, and not as taxing because they they know you got a lot on your plate going on already. Like, you know, maybe personal reasons, maybe classes, tests and whatnot. So they're going to try their best to um, really accommodate for how you feel. And some yeah, a lot of these life positions are very laid back in a sense. And um, which is which is, again, it's a very a great thing about about campus. And um, yeah, I, I definitely also want to look into like the game room or something like that. Or even the the sign in desk at campus because it's one of those things like Nani said it's a it's a work study type of thing where like I mean sorry it's like a get paid to do homework type of thing um, where 
you know, if there's no one really there, especially like game rooms or like the sign-in desk, there's no one really there, you can really do work. And uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, anything else for those three ones? Because I feel like we just, you know, knock those three out. Okay. Um, next up is a library, which is interesting because I know one of the line ambassadors, Janique, is works at the library. I don't know if she's like, mm-hmm. I don't know if she worked or works at the library. I think she works there. Also, Destiny works there too. Oh yeah, that. mm-hmm. that's cool. That's cool. And like, I, I feel like, yeah, I've definitely seen them both. Um, when I when I, for my first year, when like I was like would hang out at the library and I would see them all the time working, and um. Yeah, it's also another one of those things. I'm not sure the exact responsibilities for, uh, like, you know, working at the library. I'm assuming you work at the circulation desk. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly yeah. what you do. I think you help students. Like, if you, if students want to rent out, like, a textbook or something like that, um, you can help them with that. Or I think other general questions about the library, you can also help at the circulation desk. Um, again, one of those jobs where, like, you can see a bunch of students come in and out and interact with a bunch of students. So you're not, like, really left alone the whole time being bored at work. Um, you'll see, you'll, you'll see your friends, you see people, you know, um, coming in and out at the library and yeah, it's, it's really, it's a really a great way to get involved on campus too, just to, you know, even though you're not doing anything really active, you are still, um, people will see you like at that place quite often. So yeah, it's really cool. Um, anyone have any, I know another place you could work at the library is the IT help desk. Mm. Um, I know that's more like I know some people like are a little hesitant to work there just because they aren't tech savvy or they don't think they can help people effectively. Um, but I know with that place, they like train you on it. So like, again, if that interests you or that's something that you think you'd want to do, um, they train you. So I think it's a really mm-hmm. another good spot in the library where you kind of like work at a desk and you kind of help people mm-hmm. um, with their technology woes. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I don't know. I'm not sure the exact also application process. Cause can it be anyone, or do you have to be like a computer person too? Like, I no. think it could be anyone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was about to say that you don't need to be like just like an engineering or an IST major. You could be a hospitality major and also work at the IT the IT desk. So, <laughs> love that. Um, and that that's that's awesome that you like you know they really do like they don't exclusively only have it for a certain like. Um, type of student They're, they open it for a lot of other people too like you know if you want to work at it i think it is also a really good place to work at too because it is a small it's, it's a very small section of the library but people will come there often to um you know ask for help i know they help with like wi-fi and stuff um and if you have any questions about your like laptop i think they can also help too um i forgot what other services it does have but i know they have loaner laptops i know oh, that. Yeah, that, that that yeah that too though let you do that too um and that's really cool like you know it i've i've come there quite often with questions about wi-fi and even just my, my computer and whatnot and without a doubt i'm probably gonna be there a lot again because i know i'm not that i'm not that tech savvy so i'm gonna be showing up at it quite a lot in the next i guess two years or two years i've left here which is crazy you know pretty on our junior year all three of us <laughs> um but yeah it, it's it's it is a very very useful place to go to um, as just a student, so. Um, now, this this next place is more, I believe, skill-based, I guess. Um, I wouldn't, like, say, like, you know, you have to be, like, a proficient at writing. Um, but, say, the, the Writing and Learning Center is another place for you to work at. Um, I don't know if there's any, like, requirements to work at the Writing or, or 
learning centers? Um, would you guys know? There are a couple requirements. You have to, I know for specifically the learning center, if you want to become a tutor in a course, you have to have taken the course, gotten an A in the course, gotten a professor's recommendation, and then to be in the writing center and or learning center. And then I think you have to take another I think you have to like take like a little mini course about like tutoring people. Mm-hmm. But I think once you do those things, then you can be a tutor. Again, that's more of a paid position, but um, that involves a little extra steps mm-hmm. um, in order to work there. Mm-hmm. Um, with the writing center, uh, Dr. Ryan, she actually reached out to me after my second semester at Berks. She was like, hey, I liked your essays and I liked your writing. Would you want to become a writing tutor? Um, but she told me that I had to take a three credit class in order to basically learn. It's like the same idea as being a mentor, being an RA, which we'll also like later talk about. But um, I, I didn't take the class because I had like other classes. I was already at 20 credits. I'm like, I cannot handle another <laughs> three credits. But if I did take it, yeah. So if I did take it, I would have been a writing tutor. So I think what Adam said about taking specific classes, you also, like, you need to take them in order to mm-hmm. work at those centers. Do you wish you were, do you wish you were uh, a tutor for that writing? If I'm going to be completely honest, no. I realize I have a lot on my plate, like, with classes and stuff. I don't think I would have been able to manage everything. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah, and that's, like, another important thing to keep in mind of is, like, you know, even if you are going to work on campus, keep in mind of, like, all the classes and, and things you have going on because some it may look great on paper. It may look easy on paper, and I feel like I've definitely overbooked myself this year. You know, I do have times where I am free, but I feel like I am busy, a lot busier than I was my previous years, and that's another thing, again, to keep in mind of. It's just time management, and, um, again, it's something I still have to work on myself. And uh, But, yeah, make sure to... to Pace yourself if you are a first-year student that is planning to work on campus. Um, yeah, again, pace yourself and, you know, really, really look at your schedule because some like some things may look easier on paper. That's all, that's I still have that feeling whenever, like, I'm signing up for class. And I'm like, this is easy. You know, it's only, it's only t- like, 19 credits. And I realize I'm taking a class and I'm like, wow, I have a lot of stuff going on other than classes, too. I forgot to accommodate for, like, clubs and whatnot or, or meetings and, or other personal stuff, too. So, again... Um, we're not saying don't work at campus, but remember, it's just a reminder to, you know, put yourself first. <laughs> um, so next up, from, from other than that, we have what Nani mentioned too, is mentoring. So there's three different types of mentoring that we have written down. I believe there's more, is there more than that, or is this only the specific three? Okay, we have the core three that a lot of people, the common ones, um, which is first-year mentoring, intercultural mentoring, and aspiring uh, mentor. So... Would you guys want to explain the difference between all three? Someone want to know? I mean, I don't mind talking about first-year mentoring. Mm-hmm. You two can figure out the other two. <laughs> um, I'm going to take the easy one because <laughs> I am a first-year mentor. <laughs> I put those two on the spot. It's great. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, all three of us are first-year mentors. And basically, in order to become not just a first-year mentor, but also for the other two, you have to take a, a class called CNED 304. Um, there's also Oh, wait. There's also another mentoring. It's related to health. Pure health educator. So, there we go. That's nice. the other one. Good call. We got it. We got it. <laughs> 
Um, basically, with CNED 304, uh, it's taught by Sandra. Uh, she's a very sweet person. Basically, you guys get to learn about leadership skills, uh, stress managing, time management, things like that. And after taking that class, you become a mentor. Uh, you're also required to be part of Welcome Weekend. You have to be a first year group lead. That's like a whole extra thing, which I'm not going to like really talk about. But um, basically, the first step in becoming a mentor is taking CNED 304. And then from then on, you pick your specialties, basically like med school. You learn everything all at once, and then you pick like a certain specialty to go more in depth. Um, I think it was CNED 397 for first-year mentor. Um, it's, taught with, it's taught by Autumn, also mm -hmm. another great individual. Um, don't quote me on the class. I might have the number wrong, but basically that's how that works. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Yeah, and uh, for the other ones too, like intercultural and aspiring, um, they have the same responsibilities as the first year mentoring, but obviously there's certain accommodations or certain details that are different. I'm not, I don't want to butcher it. I don't want to say like some wrong information because I don't want to give misinformation about like what responsibilities for each one do. I'm assuming Adam doesn't either <laughs> give the wrong mm -hmm. idea of what, like, but um, a lot of it's the same responsibilities. I just remembered uh, intercultural is taught by Mrs. O and uh, aspiring is taught by Miss Alexa. Okay. There we go. So. Yeah. They do have their names. <laughs> and if, yeah, if you have any more questions about each, like, you know, different mentoring thing, definitely reach out to them. I'm sure they will. They would love to help you and provide more information about what type of, like, the differences between all these mentoring uh, things are. And, yeah, you mentoring. Reach out to us. Yeah. For sure. Reach out to Nani because apparently she knows more about it than I do. No, <laughs> than no, no, no. You can reach out to anybody. <laughs> um, but um, mentoring is honestly one of, like, a, it's a very fun it's, it's yeah it's a very fun position to have in 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 school especially if you're like a um elementary education major or anything like that it's definitely a good position to take because it does give you a good uh stepping stone into the world of teaching like even i'm a business major and i'm not even supposed to like like why would a business major teach people actually that makes sense but um you know like as a business major it doesn't really relate to to what i do but i still took it because it was a cool opportunity I was able to teach um, first-year students, and uh, I had a lot of fun. I am, I'm, yeah, I'm definitely gonna do it next year um, because I, you know, it was a lot of fun with it, and um, yeah, it, it's it's a cool it's a cool experience because again, I'm not the teaching type. I don't really talk in front of groups of people, but having to do mentoring really did help me with that, and um, yeah, it was really, really cool. Like I, I enjoyed it. Sorry, it's like burped. <laughs> um, does anyone have? Does anyone have any like? Want to talk about your experiences? As because we're all first year mentors, we all took the class together. Um, anyone want to talk about their experiences as a first year mentor? I mean, I can talk about kind of how I how the first year mentor point was like my way of like getting even more involved on campus. Mm -hmm. I feel like um, as a mentor, you really get to like you have to really know what you're talking about in order to talk to first years. So like, you really got to like pay attention to like the information mm -hmm. and really learn it effectively in order to be able to teach it. Right. So, right. and I mean, it depends on the, it depends on the instructor as well. Like I, during the fall semester, I worked with two amazing instructors, um, but their teaching styles were different and my involvement in both classes was a little different. So again, it depends on the professor, but like, I know for my one 
um, instructor, she just told me, um, you're going to take over these classes and you're going to, in, if you're okay with that, um, and you're going to teach a lesson. Um, I just like want to see it before you present it. Mm-hmm. And the class was basically mine for whatever I wanted to make it. So, um, you do have that opportunity again, as a hospitality management major, am I going to be directly in front of a classroom every day with a PowerPoint? No, but again, it gives you those leadership skills and those presentation skills and learning how to effectively manage people. Because again, you're trying to motivate them to say like, hey, you need to get, you need to make sure you're doing this. You need to make sure that you're doing this. And it also just gives you like good listening skills and different social skills in general of like, picking up on small comments and Mm -hmm. learning how to further um, explore those and learning how to connect people with resources. Um, It's just a lot of different skills that you learn as a mentor that like isn't in the job description itself. Um, I think it's a personally been a very rewarding experience. I know I'm not only going to TA Sandy D397 in the fall with Autumn, um, but I'm also going to be a mentor again. Uh, shout out uh, Dr. Plagman's first year mm-hmm. seminar. Uh, you can catch me there fall 2021. Um, but yeah, it's just been a great experience and I'm really happy that I get to do it again. So That's great. I'm glad you had fun with that too. Yeah. And with that, we have another one. I don't know if this is the last one or not. Um, NSO. New student orientation. I believe we're all yeah we're all doing NSO this year. We were I personally I was planning to do it last year, but it got canceled because of COVID. Um, I think Anani was too. How about you, Adam? Were you planning to do NSO last last year? I wasn't. I wasn't planning on it just mm-hmm. because I also have a job outside of school. I work at a restaurant, mm-hmm. um, and like that. I like wanted to make more time for school, especially with me. I'm like kind of like trying to be on campus more next semester, mm-hmm. even more than I already am. So I wanted to like still be involved with school over the summer. So that's why I'm being an NSO leader also because it also just goes directly along with mentoring. Right. right. So it's very compatible in that way. But no, I did not apply for it last year. That's fair. That's fair. But yeah, and so is essentially you're. It's I think it's like we call it like the the. I think last like last episode with T, um with Kiefer Tao and Emma, um we call it like the pregame the welcome weekend. <laughs> um, essentially, like you know, it it gives you a stepping stone on what's on like on campus. Again, it's not like as you know as colorful as you know loud or you know involvement, but you still. You're still getting acclimated on campus, and you're still getting under you get to understand what what services we have on campus, and um you have to. It's really, I forgot, like, ex- I don't know the exact timeline of NSO. I know it takes, like, course within a week, I believe. So I'm trying to understand it. Or not a week. NSO is a day. Is like, there, <laughs> it's different from when we went through it. Because when we yeah. went through it, it was a day. Yeah. Now it's more of Canvas modules. And they have a specific, like, Zoom session specifically for Burks. So right. it's a little different now. I know as NSO like leaders, I, I don't know, I don't, NSO leaders, mm-hmm. I guess you could call us. Um, we are responsible for being there for sessions. 
um, connecting with students outside of the sessions. So planning like a social event saying like, hey, we're going to get together and play bingo or we're going to play Jackbox games or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, but that, from my understanding of the position, that's what it is and like connecting with our students and making sure that like as the semester approaches that they're informed that they know somebody going on the campus, that they feel connected to the campus before they even get there as a student. Right. right. Um, so that's, and you also schedule your classes mm -hmm. um, during your NSO. So I think that's another great thing for first year students um, is that you get to schedule your classes. So mm -hmm. that's another fun thing about yeah. NSO. Yeah. And like NSO is very, I don't know as in terms of working as as a position, it's a very good way to get like acclimated to to teaching students also because it's I think it's like yeah it's the same almost the same responsibilities as as an OL you like you know you have to teach them the ways of line path you have to teach them the ways of scheduling your classes, um, and I, I believe it's like a lot of fun. I went to my NSO and the people there helping me were really helpful. Other than the actual instructor that did teach me how to do. Um, like line path, I mean, sorry, um, schedule classes. Uh, the people that like the NSO leaders really did help me um, with any like little questions that I had or even know my way around through campus. And um, yeah, it's, it's really cool. But I hope, I wish I got my experience from last year, but you know, again, COVID uh, didn't really help with that. <laughs> but yeah, um, is there any more positions that we have on here listed? Um, I know we didn't talk about the RA position. That oh, yeah. is another paid position on campus. Um, that one's a little different because it's a little more involved. I'm currently through the process of doing that. Similarly to mentoring, uh, you have to take a class. So right now I'm enrolled in a class, um, high ed 302. Mm -hmm. Fun. It's a fun class. Again, it's kind of very similar to CNED 304 in a sense that you learn leadership skills, but we also learn like crisis intervention, um, what to do in certain situations, um, how to be assertive, um, how to connect and make a community, different things like that. So um, again, you just take the class and then you have to interview and then you get, then you find out whether you became, well, whether you become an RA over the summer. So mm -hmm. like, I'm kind of in that process of like, oh, am I going to be an RA over the summer? So, I mean, mm -hmm. over the next year. So, um, but that's a position uh, that you get. Um, you will have to stay on campus if you're a commuter and you're not looking to stay on campus, then that's probably not the position for you. Uh, but if you're like a resident or if you're like me, a commuter who wants to stay on campus, um, then it's a great opportunity for that. And you really get to like, you really get to be there for your residents and create a an inclusive and accepting community in order for them to enjoy their time while living on campus. So right, right. the RA position is similar, but different from all these jobs in a sense of like, you're like really almost a member of the resident's life staff at that point. And you aren't really like, I know Disney uses this phrase like on stage, which is like basically saying like, you're like, people look at you and like they see your position where mm -hmm. like if you work at like Tully's like you aren't you don't go to class and you like aren't seen as like oh look there's 
Nandini, the Tully's employee. <laughs> like, but if you're an RA, it's more or a first year mentor or some of these other positions, it's like more of like, oh, they're a first year mentor or they're an RA. And it's mm-hmm. kind of like you're held to different expectations. Mm-hmm. So there's other things that go along with that. But um, the RA position is one, another paid position on campus. So. That's cool. I never really saw like that, you know, like that, that the different label. But like, I guess, like, I guess it's by nature that I just assume, like, that's true though. Like, like whenever I see an RA, I only really see them as an RA. Like, as that's like how I see them as. It's not a bad or good. Like, not a bad thing. Um, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty cool. I never realized that. Are there any perks, by the way, of being an RA since you are, you know? Um, I know, I know your housing and meal plan is comped by mm-hmm. housing. And then you, I, I believe you get a stipend. I don't know how much it is, mm-hmm. um, but I believe you do get one of those also. But again, please do not quote me. And <laughs> they are subject to change by housing and food services or mm-hmm. res life policy, et cetera. Um, but yeah, stuff like that. That's cool. I heard you also get a single. Is that true? Um, I mean, I've heard RAs getting singles, but I had this one RA who they were booked with housing and he stayed with one of his residents. Mm. So I guess it depends on the situation of housing going into next semester. I don't know just because I don't know if I, if I get the opportunity to be an RA, I don't know if I get a single or not. So uh, I'll have to update you guys in a later podcast about that. So yeah, definitely. I'm pretty cool. <laughs> And um, I think is 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 that all, or do you guys want to talk about anything else other than you know involving? Yeah. That's all then. I think we're good for this episode. Um, again, thank you all for listening to the podcast. It has been going great. I'm having a lot of fun. Hopefully, you guys are also having a lot of fun with with the podcast too. Um, <laughs> then he just you can't see it, but then he's shaking her head. No, which is understandable. Um, <laughs> but. Yeah, thank you all for listening. This has been the Ambassador Hour. Again, my name is Jose. My name is Adam. My name is Nanani. And we will all see you in the next episode. Peace.